Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 133, Nutrition Triggers and Tips, part one, by Nia Shanks of niashanks.com. And I'm Dr. Neil Malik, your narrator of blogs covering health and fitness. I read to you from some of the most popular blogs out there, like Ben Greenfield Fitness, Zen Habits, and many more, with author permission, of course. And if there are any blogs you'd love to hear on the show, you can suggest them on our site, oldpodcast.com. And if you didn't know already, there are three other podcasts in our family where we read you blogs, Optimal Living Daily, Optimal Finance Daily, and the new Optimal Startup Daily. So if you like the premise of this show, definitely check those out too. You can subscribe to them in the same place you're hearing this show. So the last two shows talked about fitness and getting past those plateaus that you may have hit at the gym. Now let's get back to my other passion, nutrition. So let's jump in, get this going, and start optimizing your life. Nutrition Triggers and Tips, Part 1, by Nia Shanks of niashanks.com. A while back, I asked what information people wanted and needed most to help them achieve their goals, and the answer was overwhelmingly nutrition. That is what I'm going to discuss today through a mishmash of random nutrition thoughts, including information on eating triggers and additional helpful tips. My truest hope is that it helps you in some way. The majority of the people I work with, at least 80%, have a history of disordered eating habits or experienced a poor relationship with food, and I receive numerous emails on a weekly basis from people who share similar stories. It's my experience that individuals who have had poor relationships with food in the past or present need very simple, flexible nutrition guidelines as opposed to rigid rules. Please bear those facts in mind as you listen to the rest of this episode. My primary audience is individuals who have had or are currently battling disordered eating habits or have a poor relationship with food. Eating triggers. My sister and I were talking about nutrition the other day and we have similar triggers in eating habits. For example, we are both very hungry at night and that is when our temptations or cravings are more likely to kick in full force. And this appears to be common with many of my clients too. Personally, it doesn't matter how much I eat during the day. It could be one or two large meals, and I'll still be very hungry at night. Now, this could be due to hormonal changes that naturally occur throughout the day, but regardless of the reason, I'm always hungry at night. For my sister and me, the evening can be an eating trigger because that is when we are more susceptible to give in to cravings. Identify your eating triggers. No, it may not be fun to do, but if you have any struggles with food or just want to improve your food relationship, I highly suggest you take the time to identify your personal eating triggers. Think about the following. What emotions trigger you to eat even if you're not physically hungry? 
Is there a time of day that makes you more prone to poor food choices or overeating? Do you have any domino foods? A domino food can be described as a food that you start eating and can't stop. Think of it as the potato chip expression, bet you can't eat just one. Please keep in mind, domino foods aren't just items like potato chips, cookies, or junk food. They can also be natural foods. As an example, I used to have problems with things like almonds. I wouldn't eat a small handful, I would almost eat an entire bag. If you need other helpful sources for determining your eating triggers, I urge you to take the eating challenges linked to this episode. Don't worry, they're quick and easy to complete and can be quite eye-opening. How to address your triggers. Once you determine your personal eating triggers, it's time to take action and get things under control. In the case of domino foods, I suggest you either exchange them for a different food, an apple instead of chips, for example, if your domino foods are in the junk food category, or take steps to control portion sizes. For example, if almonds are one of your domino foods, I suggest you take a handful and put them in a bowl and do not eat them straight from the bag. Get out how much you want and then put the bag away. This is something I must do with things like trail mix and ice cream, two of my favorite treats, as well as almonds or anything else that comes in a container. If I eat straight from the bag or container, I'll want to eat the entire thing, even if I'm no longer hungry. Many people have the mentality that they must clean their plate, just as I do even if they're eating from a bag or container. The easiest thing to do in this situation is to stop eating directly from the bag or container. Don't put yourself in a situation where you know you may lose control. A little planning goes a long way. People will argue the effectiveness of my following recommendation, but it's proven to work for my clients and myself. What do you do if a big dinner is coming up that you know won't consist entirely of meat and vegetables? Or what if you just feel like cooking some comfort food, something like fried chicken and okra if you're from the South? If I know I'm going to enjoy a large meal for dinner that doesn't consist primarily of natural foods, I'll just limit what I eat during the day. For example, I may just eat some smoked salmon and a cup of cottage cheese because protein helps greatly with satiety and drink a lot of water throughout the day. Perhaps something came up unexpectedly and I indulged in some homemade baked goods or sweets. This actually happened yesterday. I enjoyed some, quite a lot actually, chocolate-covered strawberries and chocolates. As a result of my overindulgence, I am fasting today via the eat-stop-eat method and drinking a lot of water. It's really not that hard. People overcomplicate things, and I've definitely been guilty of this myself in the past. If I ate some cookies or went out to dinner and ate something that wasn't the healthiest choice, I would be riddled with guilt. Now, I simply eat less the day of or after, usually with fasting. I know this sounds insane to some people, but it works. And the best part, it's incredibly easy and stress-free. Please note that fasting is not some form of punishment. If you use fasting as I suggest, you absolutely should not view it as punishment because that just adds fuel to the bad food relationship fire. To be continued. You just listened to part one of the post titled Nutrition Triggers and Tips by Nia Shanks of niashanks.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants 
that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This post is about twice as long as the typical article I read here, so I'll wrap this up on tomorrow's show. Something from Nia's post actually jumped out at me. She described that the evening can be an eating trigger for her and her sister. That's the time when they're more susceptible to giving into cravings. What we're finding is that's actually pretty common across the board. For some of my regular listeners, you may already know why. What happens is, throughout the day, our brains have to process a lot of information. We, we go to work, when we go to school, we're stressed out a little bit, we're trying to process all of this new information so that by the end of the day, the brain is basically tired. And what we're finding is, when the brain is tired, when we're stressed out, we can't make great decisions. Plus, we've probably spent the day saying no to other things. We've tried to self-regulate in a way throughout the day. And self-regulation is kind of like a muscle. The more you use it, the stronger it'll get. But, like muscles, they do reach this point of failure. So with self-regulation, we can reach a point of failure where we're no longer able to just say no. Typically, this happens in the evening when we're most exhausted. This leads to the overconsumption of foods that we probably don't want to consume a whole lot of to begin with. So that's why I liked Nia's suggestions when it comes to changing the environment. Eating out of a smaller bowl or a smaller bag as opposed to the entire container will change how much you eat. Now before I go, a quick little reminder. If you like this show, you'll definitely love the other three podcasts in our family. Optimal Living Daily, Optimal Finance Daily, and Optimal Startup Daily. They're similar in that they read to you from popular blogs, but Optimal Living Daily focuses on habit building, productivity, minimalism, and personal development. And my brother hosts that one. Optimal Finance Daily covers personal finance blogs, but it's not too technical and perfect for anyone looking for great ideas on how to spend less and save more. And Optimal Startup Daily reads from the best entrepreneurial sites. We'd love it if you show some support to those shows too. You can simply search for them in the same place you're hearing this podcast. I hope you have a great rest of your Wednesday. Tomorrow, we'll wrap up Nia's post, so definitely come back and listen to that, where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this show, and Optimal Living Daily, the brother podcast of this one. Literally, I'm Dr. Neil's brother. If you like the format of this show, you'll love Optimal Living Daily too, where I also read to you from blogs, but cover other topics like personal development, finance, and minimalism, from bloggers like Derek Sivers, The Minimalists, Zen Habits, and many more. So for more amazing content read to you for free, come subscribe to Optimal Living Daily too, and together we'll optimize your life. You've been listening to Optimal Health Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift, as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us, and remember, your optimal life awaits.